What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's Early Break with Zip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are less than two weeks away from Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. We will be there. Before that, as the news gets closer and closer to us getting to football season. Yesterday we had some news in Nebraska's football program that Marquis Stepp will become the seventh running back since 2018 to leave the program. We are now joined by Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. Uh, we'll start with the number, I guess, first before we get to Marquis Stepp. I mean, in the past, you would say seven running backs in four years is alarming. In today's day and age, is it that huge, big of a surprise? How do you take seven running backs out in a four-year span? Yeah, I think I just look back to the Divino Zigbo season where they were at at the end of 2018 and, okay. and, and just the lack of production that they've gotten with that position group since Ozigbo left to the point where they had to put a second-round draft pick in uh, Wandell Robinson in that role when he didn't want to be there. That, that's not what his best thing was, but they didn't have you know anybody that could give them the consistency in production over that over these last three seasons, and um, you know it shows with the guys that have left. I mean, they, even Dedrick Mills had his moments, but he still wasn't consistent, you know, in terms of giving them what they wanted um, at, at that position because he got hurt or you know you know different things popped up here and there. Dedrick Mills could have come back last year; he chose not to. Um, that was a big reason why um, they took Marquis Step in the first place, and, and Marquis Step they thought could plug himself in there, but he, he was obviously still hurt when he got here and, and, and never was able to get off the ground. Hold on, stop right there, Mister. All right, <laughs> Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, I'm wondering about something, and I don't expect it's. I hope people understand that it's hard for us as media to know everything particularly when it comes to medical information. The question is simple, though. Did Marquis Stepp arrive at Nebraska's damaged goods without Nebraska knowing? I, I think so. Um, when he got here, right off the bat, like his foot injury you know, popped right up where, where he was out for that first spring. And, and that was alarming to me because when you come in like he did and what was a very pivotal 2021 season with the toughest schedule that Nebraska was ever going to play in terms of, 
you know, quality opponents, you you wanted to have him on, you know, hit him rolling through spring ball. He was out right away with that foot injury. Um, so it, it changed the spring that year and, um, you know, didn't give them the looks they needed with him. And, you know, you, you had a bank on him being ready to go for fall camp. And, you know, and Gabe Urban ends up winning. I mean, you, you think about kind of how it all trickled down. You had a true freshman win the starting job, which he was the first true freshman ever in Nebraska history to start a season opener at running back. Gabe Irvin. Uh, Gabe Irvin. Um, and a lot of that had to do with Marquis Stepp because that was who they kind of projected or thought would be the, the guy, and, and that injury led to – I mean, you could say, oh, that's a good thing. It's probably not a good thing that there's never been a true freshman. I mean, having a true freshman be the first starter. And, and Gabe's a good player, great kid. Uh, but, yeah, just that position in general, it, it, it just has not been able to produce. You could also say some of it had to do with Adrian. A- Adrian, the way he plays quarterback, it, it made it hard for running backs because Adrian was such a dynamic runner that it, it took away opportunities at times from running backs. Who, who do you believe, Sean, enters the fall as the, at this point, number one running back for Nebraska? Is it, is it clear? Uh, I don't know if it's clear, but I'd probably say it's Ramir, slight edge. Uh, but Anthony Grant's right there, um, I think, on his heels. And they, they have told me, you know, two or three guys will, will play in, in games this year, and I think those are two today. And, you know, Gabe Irvin is the wild card, if he can put himself back up there. A.J. Allen's kind of a wild card, and then Jocko Zian. So I, I think one of those guys will, will kind of emerge as another one. But I, I do think Ramir and Gabe are probably the two that would – be the ones that get the most carries right now. Wow, you I, now I would say Anthony Grant. I'm so a little surprised you're. I said Anthony Grant. Okay, okay. I said Anthony Grant and Ramir. Well, I just gave a slight edge to Ramir. Um, okay, with Anthony right there. I mean, it's like one A, one B. Then Gabe um, and what? What? what where, where, where? Where's Yant in your mind? Jaquez Yant. I think he's with. I think those two guys would be a little bit ahead of him if I had to guess. It's 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 really close though. I mean, they have said two or three are going to play. Jack Quez is a different style running back, but um, you know he's got he's got to still prove to me his consistency. Um, you know, and 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 you know, just go back to last year those those runs and the situations that he wasn't able to execute on. He's got to prove that still this year, in my opinion. We have a very intriguing recruiting situation, Sean Callahan. Um, Sean Callahan, Ashley Williams, verbally commits to Nebraska over the weekend. He's a he's an edge rusher from Zachary, Louisiana, four star kid. Now Nebraska has Maverick Noonan in the class, edge rusher, Maverick Noonan, legacy kid, highly recruited, and then out 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 you know out in the world. Out there is Cameron Lenhart, who's heavily considering Nebraska. IMG Academy in Braden, Flor- in Braden in Florida, four-star player. What do you do with Cam Lenhart? Yeah, that is interesting to me because they they only plan to take two. Well, they have mm-hmm. two right now. Mm-hmm. I know the staff regarded Cam Lenhart higher than Ashley Williams. And What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Cam Lenhart's going to announce this week, and I still think there's a very good chance he picks Nebraska. Huh. Uh, I think it's more than likely he goes public this week. At least that's, 
That's my read. He hasn't announced that publicly, but that's my read today. Um, so that is an interesting situation to me uh, because I, I do believe Chenander and Dawson regarded Lenhart probably a little higher than Ashley Williams. Um, so, and, and Maverick Noonan obviously is a, a priority. He was a key guy they've wanted from day one. Um, so how will they massage through that? Especially, yeah. will, will, Can they take three? I mean, you look at the numbers, and they're going to lose Caleb Tanner. Um, o- Ochan could come back for a second year, um, but he's already played 38 games of college football in his mind. Um, I think Ochan believes this will be his final season before going to the pros. Um, you know, a lot of guys don't want to play the extra COVID year, and I don't blame him. It's not really necessary anymore. And he played a full year in the COVID season anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then Garrett Nelson is the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, he he could come back another year, but you know, so there, there's going to be some turnover at the edge spot. Um, and and I think two's the safe bet, but three is likely. If they lose three, they would. And Garrett Nelson goes pro. They would. They would probably go for a portal guy. I mean, they, they've got to balance it up a little bit more and, and know that they they've got to get another older player that could play. Um, so that's why they they might take three down the road. But a lot of it depends on those numbers. And if they went that route, they'd look for an older guy. Sean, at this point last year, Nebraska had seven commits. They have fourteen right now for this class. What's the re- biggest reason for them getting ahead of it compared to last year? Um, just the plan. I mean, last year. They weren't able to host visitors um, other than June. Um, you know, this year they had multiple events in January, multiple events in March, um, and then the spring game. So they had like five major on-campus recruiting events on top of regular unofficial visitor weekends. Then in June they had uh, over 30 official visitors. So I, I just think when you bring people to campus, it leads to commits, and a year ago they didn't have that because of the COVID recruiting rules that were still in place, and then the month of June was just nuts in terms of everybody everywhere trying to get visitors, and they didn't have a great list that came and visited last June. I mean, when you go back and look at it, and they struck out on, on that list. So they had, they had those, you know, when you look at recruiting now, the first two weekends of June, that those are typically the best people that you have the best chance on that you bring in. Okay. And then the third and the fourth weekends are kind of more plan B type weekends. Okay. Um, guys that you, you make decisions on later. So if you bring in people those first two June weekends for officials and you miss on those guys, that, that puts you in a pretty tough spot. And a year ago, they missed on um, several of those guys they brought in on those early June weekends. Sean Callahan joins us. Sean. They are having some success recruiting. How much would you say – what kind of impact has Vince Ginta had? Vince Ginta, I believe his title Senior Director of Recruiting Operations. Um, he, he's, he's leading the recruiting department, basically. Vince Ginta. I, I think he, he's just really big in creating a dialogue in, in the way the plan is organized um, with the staff and – you know, holds guys accountable to the board and where things are at and um, just just keeps that organizational level maybe that they uh, didn't have quite before and and it's been big I mean the junior day events have really really been big early on I mean they've they've hosted more of those this year than I've ever remembered one cycle when you go back to January March and then the spring game is a, is a given um, but 
the way they had their June organized with the visitor board, um, I, I just think he's been able to, you know, they've got a lot of people over there. They've always had a lot of people over there, but he's really, I think, organized that team well to define roles, and, and they've done a good job with that here, I think, in recruiting. How much has have Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush changed the recruiting culture? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, those guys um, love to recruit. Mm-hmm. They're very competitive about it. Um, you know, and they, 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 there's no doubt they have an impact day-to-day uh, because when they have guys that they're on, and, and the way Nebraska recruits, they have area recruiters, and then it kicks over to the position coach. Um, so the area recruiters you know, might have guys that they like in their areas, and then it's their job to get them to the position coach. Well, it gets a little dicey sometimes when maybe the position coach has somebody else and the area coach has that guy, um, and, and they're very convincing. I mean, if they have a guy in their area, Kansas City or St. or St. Louis or Louisiana, they're going to be very they're going to be salesmen, very convincing that we got to take this guy in their area. Um, and I think it creates healthy competition with the other coaches um, to you know as they try to fill these spots. And you know, spots are extremely limited. I think everywhere now. Um, because the, the COVID numbers have squeezed your roster sizes a little bit tighter. And, um, you know, when you can only take maybe 15 early guys, um, it gets really, really um, competitive on, on who gets to be in those 15 spots. Yeah. Hey, Sean, one last question. Critical one. How are your beloved Dodgers doing? Well, they lost, I believe, last night to St. Louis. But no. they, they are... 56 wins right now heading into the All-Star weekends. It's uh, just a machine. It's pretty easy being a Dodger fan right now. Is it? Um, pretty pretty easy. Good. Yeah, they're, they've been a machine for a long time now. Find some easy things in life to get you through the Freddie Freeman, uh, Mookie Betts. I mean, it's, yeah. it, I, I watch them almost every night. Got a little TV on our porch now, and I'll sit out there and watch them. And, <laughs> The easy life with Sean Callahan. Sean, (laughs) always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We'll chat with you again next week. Thanks, guys. Sean Callahan there. Yeah. Big Dodger fan. Legit Dodger fan. Weren't you an old Dodger fan? Yes. Thank you for saying that. But you never bring him up at all. Well, I mean, that was in the 70s. They have won World Series recently. I do that thing where I can rip through their lineup. I don't care about the old lineup. I care about the now. The old lineup. Ron Say, third here base. Here we go. Ron For the Say. 17th time. Let's Ron go through Say. the lineup. Ron Say, third base. Bill Russell, shortstop. Davey Lopes, second base. Steve Garvey, first base. Steve Yeager, catcher in the outfield. It changed a little bit, but Rick Monday was out there. Dusty Baker was out there. Oh, I can't get the last outfield. How about the current one? I don't know anybody. I don't Sean know. just gave you two names there. Remember what he said? Yeah, I know. I don't know anybody. Mookie Betts? Yeah, Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman. Freeman. Freeman, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know too many guys on that team. I don't know anybody else. Who else should I know? On the Dodgers? Does Fernando Valenzuela still Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You'd know that name. Yeah, I would know Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. He's still humming. Walker Bueller, pitcher. Yeah. Pretty good. Don Sutton, still pitching. No, Don Sutton has been gone from <laughs> professional ranks for quite some Fernando time. Fernando Valenzuela. Also been gone for quite some time from professional baseball. Yeah. I like the effort, though. Thank you. Uh, a lot of interesting information from Sean. That edge rusher position is really interesting. They plan to take two. 
They get a commitment from Zachary Williams and this kid from Ashley Williams. Ashley Williams is they get a commitment from Ashley Williams and this kid Lenhart still sitting out there, probably kind of commit to Nebraska. That's three. You have to go to the Noonans and say, "Hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." Sean said, "You got to ma- massage your way through this." Um, that's exactly right. Yes. What did massage. I say on Williams? Zach. Zach. His name is Ashley. He's from Zachary, Louisiana. Oh, that's I, okay. Yeah, he's from Zachary, Understandable, Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. I got a lot on my mind right now, well, as you know. I do. Yes. yes. Song of the day and mailbag yeah. is next on early break of the ticket. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.